Lester the Nightfly. This is your host, PJ Ewing. This week we have part two of a two-part series with Jen Ayers. Jen's husband found out that he was transgender about eight years ago. And as you can imagine, that was a difficult thing to go through for all parties concerned. They stuck together, Jen and Graham. And now Jen has a record about this and a performance and a show. And she's just embarking on this new journey, celebrating sharing this wonderful story of love that you can hear a lot about on this show. If you haven't heard part one, that's great. You can go to LesterTheNightfly.com and listen to that, but it's not required. I'm sure you'll enjoy this. It's a great playlist. It's lovely music from Jen's new show and album. It's called She Said. Let's pick up with our playlist. We start out this show with a song by Michelle and DJ Ocello.
speaks to me like she gets me in a place like inside my body when her songs come on that I just like oh it's like I want to move I want to I feel a release I just love her I one of um one of my early bands it's kind of a jazz rock outfit called Fedora our sax player Tony introduced me to her and to Peace Beyond Passion and we would listen to it when we were touring and Every time it came out, like, you know, certain songs would come on and we would just all start bouncing and grooving and sort of that, mm, that funk, that danky funk. I don't know. It's just like, it's so good. It makes you want to move and you just feel it inside your body. It's like really visceral and really good. I actually got to meet her last year at Jazz wow. Alley here in Seattle. And I was like, little fangirl. I just love her, <laughs> I love her so much. You watch some, uh, there's stuff on YouTube of her playing with um, her band, like in the studio and she just on the bass and she just, she sets the tone. Like all those songs start with her in that bass and she's just so soulful and so groovy. And I think that I move the same way creatively. It's Uh like that that thing down in your gut, you just got to get it out is what she's like to me. And I feel that way with with my art, with, with playing and singing. It's like, I have to sing. I got to get this stuff out. I got to feel it. I got to express it. I got to share it. It it has to come out somehow. I first heard her with a producer keyboardist named Robert Glasper. Mm. Jazz slash keyboard, funk, hip hop. How, How cool is this? He did a 30 day residency at the blue note last fall 
Wow. And I saw him on one of the th- and every, you know, he had major rappers, jazz artists, trumpeters. I mean, he ran the gamut. It was really a celebration. I saw him one night, but afterward, he has a, a number of records called Black Radio 1, 2, I think, and 3. And she's on one of them. And it's a, it's a particularly beautiful piece that he collaborated on with her, actually. That's how I first heard her. That I've been thinking about magic Happen, action, baby, we never lasted Magic, madness, maybe you was just gassing But it was better than I imagined Drastic acting to you, we was just practice Sadness, mask it, hated you with a passion Had it, granted, baby, I didn't cap it Cause it was better than I imagined Thought it'd be worse Cause it hurts me But still I can't See myself with no one else Cause it was better than I imagined Better than I imagined Oh, love it. Amazing. Yeah. Worth listening to.
Okay, that was something wrong with this picture. That's Jen Ayers from the brand new record, She Said. Tell us about this one. This is the most introspective song. It's me in the first moment of, of my partner's realization, me trying to make sense of things. And so it's a very kind of in the moment song, a very processed song. It's very sort of dark <laughs> and um, piano centric, getting it all out, you know, on the piano and vocally. And then in the studio, you know, we, we took a lot of inspiration from um, concept albums like The Wall and Tommy and um, Hedwig, you know, these theatrical rock centric, and there's circus sounds in the song that you'll hear because I'm also a circus performer while well, I sing with the circus. And these sort of moments of, you know, kind of that Pink Floyd darkness or whatever. Got it.
We are here with Jen Ayers. You are listening to Lester the Nightfly. We're doing two shows back to back about this new record that she has coming out. Show, production, story. It's amazing. The song we just heard is called Give It To Me Straight. What's happening here? This is a song about how we how we look at things. You know, it, it, going back earlier to what you were saying, you know, the glass half empty, glass half full, or like, you know, how are we going to choose to look at it? With a positive slant or the other side? And sometimes, you know, we have to move back and forth through that a bit before we find our center. Here you come again Just when I've begun to get myself together You waltz right in the door Just like you've done before And wrap my heart round your little process of coming up with this playlist for you, PJ. I got so into it and I just let sort of my intuition guide what I wanted to hear next and um, give it to me straight um, is a song that when I'm singing it, sometimes that this little bit of country comes into my voice. It just, and I think of Dolly a lot when I sing it for whatever reason. And, um, you know, as a, as a little girl, th that song is one that just I sang all the time. And um, we had a little Great Women of Country series here in Seattle at one of our really wonderful local clubs called the Royal Room in my neighborhood. And 
featuring Dolly Parton and I got to, you know, sing a couple Dolly songs that night, like my own version of them and kind of just like really dive in and get to perform it, you know, channeling Dolly goodness, but kind of making it my own. And so, you know, Jeff in the studio put some, even kind of some eighties synthesizer stuff on give it to me straight. But in my heart of hearts, there's also this sort of, there's a country twang and my very, very wonderful, talented uh, friend, Igor, just plays amazing guitar on this track. It's on that track. It blows me away and and a killer solo. So, um, yeah, I cannot help but think of Dolly (laughs) when I sing or think of give it to me straight. I got it. Talk about soul. Talk about authenticity, you know, where her, where her voice comes from as a songwriter and singer and performer. It's just the epitome of authenticity. She's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. Certain people I think of now, I put Paul McCartney on the list. He's still around. I don't listen to Paul McCartney's new music. I, I'm sure it's great, but he's still around doing his thing. We're all seeing him. Elton John, who I revere beyond anything on this earth. Me too. I know you do too. He should have been on the list. <laughs> he didn't make the list, did he? He didn't, but there were too many choices, PJ. What happened? Um, we're all very disappointed in you, Jen. Seriously. I tried not to overthink this, and I let the process take me where it took me, and at some point I had to just... This is really hard. What would you do with one track for Elton John? The first song that popped in my head is Tiny Dancer. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's a little bit later along, though. Yeah. Yeah. Blue jean, baby. inspired by Elton for this project as well in this album very I can hear that I can hear that and I I heard some because because I'm not as well versed as some but I know Elton John awfully well and I absolutely heard the piano the the storytelling the the way that he crafts a song right in in your work I really did and you're writing it all on the piano like I I know he does yeah you know I was classically trained on the piano so I had to kind of I always (laughs) I always say I had to unlearn some stuff. I was so learned. I knew so much. I knew to read all the music and do all this business, but, and, and how to compose ish. But when I started jamming with bands, I had no idea what to do. I had no idea how to jam. You know, can you talk about your classical training? I didn't quite get that earlier when we talked about your background. I started taking uh, lessons with the Wisconsin Conservatory of Music when I was eight. I took lessons then for you know till I was 18 every week and did you know learned sonatas and I was in competitions and all that pressure um and 
but I was not uh, committed enough to become a classical performer, nor did I want to. Music was in my life, and it, it helped become a part of me. And then I got to go explore it on a new level, in a new way, on my terms. And now I have this skill that's pretty amazing. In Through the Outdoor is Led Zeppelin's best record. <laughs> Their best record. And everyone went crazy when that came out. Oh, what are they doing? That's not Zeppelin that I know. You know, I love this record. It's also one of the best record names of all time. The album cover. I don't know if you remember. Did you ever have the vinyl in Through the Outdoor? Yes. Yes. You, I don't know if you know this, but there's a watercolor. You, you paint the sleeve and it turns color. They did something okay. really clever. I, I have the ner super nerd on Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have all these guys in their 60s that love Led Zeppelin all around me. I was out with the gang last night. Balding guys who love Led Zeppelin. They're about a billion of them on this planet. I love Led Zeppelin. All of my love, though. Uh, this is your selection. Let's listen to it. This epic, amazing song, and then we'll talk about it.
Truly, truly, uh, this is a great one. I mean, there's so many on this record. These long, amazing pieces from In Through the Outdoor. We're here with Jen Eyre. She's selected Led Zeppelin for our, uh, we're toward the end of our playlist. Why Led Zeppelin? Why this song? What's going on? Well, I too love Led Zeppelin. I have to say, though, my favorite album is House House of the Holy. Okay. You'd be with a lot more people than In Through the Outdoor, I think. Well, no, but I love In Through the Outdoor. I'm a huge Zeppelin fan. Huge. Um, But I I really wore out House of the Holy. But um, um, I I got even deeper into Zeppelin when I was part of this incredible burlesque extravaganza called House of the Unholy that happened um, here in Seattle, like seven or eight years running. And we, I was part of a live band singing Zeppelin with beautiful dancers and this incredible show. Um, So I also like, (laughs) when you, when you dive into songs, like when you, as a, as a, as a musician, right. One of the best ways to learn and hone your craft is to learn other people's songs. Because you, you go, well, how did Jimmy Page do that on the guitar? How did he do that solo? How does he do that? And you sit there for hours, you figure it out and you get better, right? So taking that inspiration and so, you know, Robert Plant, okay, that is hard. <laughs> so my, my journey in learning how to really take my voice to the next level was when I was hired to be Steven Tyler in this all-woman Aerosmith thing. Wow. I was like, how am I going to sing, you know, do this business, right? How am I going to do that as as well as Steven Tyler does? And, you know, I did some vocal coaching with the fabulous 
Sukar and I learned how to do a rock scream and I learned all this stuff about my voice. Without ruining your vocal cords. Without. I mean, there's a way to do it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. You know, when I first started touring, I lost my voice my first tour. I lost it. I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can be a weekend warrior and sing your one or two shows and a, a week. But when you're performing five nights a week, forget it. Forget it. Um, so, yeah, I like to credit Steven Tyler and Robert Plant for making me a much better singer. <laughs> uh, they're both big listeners to the show. So, you know, I'm sure you'll get mail. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, this little now gigantic cool bunch of guys from Frankenmuth, Michigan called Greta Van Fleet. Yes, I know of whom to speak. They are compared a lot to, to uh, Led Zeppelin. You, you yeah. hear that? funny thing i grew up in michigan we would drive north to northern michigan for family reunions to traverse city crystal lake and we would drive by frankenmuth frankenmuth has christmas 365 days of the year of the year and the other thing they're known for is their fried chicken full stop chicken what? christmas and out of frankenmuth comes greta van fleet <laughs> It's crazy. Okay, I did not know that that's where they're from. Oh, it's the tiniest little thing. Too. How did I not know this? Oh, it's tiny. It's this little, like, Frankenmuth, what? Whatever weird and this incredible band who, I mean, they're they're really like the darlings of rock and roll right now, have been for a while. It's pretty fun. Okay. Yeah, it's great. We have two more tracks from you, Jen, on this marvelous new record of yours. It's so fun. But you know what? Before we get to those... Let's do the social media thing, and I want to make sure that everybody can follow you and be able to track your progress and see your shows. What do we need to know to, to stay in tune? Well, uh, Jen Ayers Music, so it's J-E-N-A-Y-E-R-S music.com, you know, is probably the easiest place. And uh, there's a page right. on there um, with all the She Said information. I also created a links um, website with from solo, so solo dot two t o um, slash Jen Ayers. That's got all the links to listen, uh, my Bandcamp, 
links to my website, all the socials. Um, okay. Kind of so we go to your website, jenairsmusic.com. That's the thing to do. And when we buy the record, we want to buy it on Bandcamp, I think. Isn't that best yeah. for you? Yes. Yeah. And I've got the vinyl up there too. I did a limited run. Um, I did do a Kickstarter. So some of that, some of those records are spoken for, but. So I got to get, I'm buying, I'm buying one. I, I'm like, I need to go now is what you're telling me. I am really excited about your vinyl. I'm not kidding. I, not everybody gets to do vinyl, right? I mean, it, it costs money and, you know, it's a weird one. This is the big work of my life and it needed to be on vinyl. It's meant to be. This particular album, these particular songs, the way the storytelling unfolds and the approach, vibe, influences, direction of the production, it's just kind of meant to be on vinyl meant to be not a vanity thing like so many no. people no. this is uh core to what it is yeah. yes it's core to what it is i hear you it's I core you. to what it is yeah. over the marionette who's over the marionette who's pulling the strings over
living as I was writing the song. So it's like your life imitating your art, like very weird and very challenging sometimes. Like, I think it's probably why it's taken a while because I had to do a certain amount of a living before I could complete the art. There are some variation on themes um, through the music. And this one was one of the first themes. And it kind of harkens back to the song you played earlier called Something Wrong With This Picture, which is this first thing of, okay, life throws you a curveball and you're like, this is not how things were supposed to look. What is this about? <laughs> and this picture is a little bit further along in kind of the human process where you, you know, you stick with something. You're like, okay, that curveball happened. This does not feel right. This is not how I want things to look. But, huh, like maybe I could get used to it looking this way. Maybe I'm going to be okay here. Like, is it really a deal breaker, this thing that happened, or, you know, maybe it's not. And um, in the final parts of the song, you'll hear, you know, this last sort of outro of the song is, I'm not afraid, telling myself, I'm not afraid. We cannot pretend, I'm not afraid. This might be the end, right? That thing we do, that self-talk, like, I got this. No, I don't. <laughs> That's this picture. You took me there to those moments, and I know there wasn't one. There were many, and it might have taken months. It might have taken years. But the, am I crazy? Can I do this? What, are, what will people think? I can just imagine how difficult, when that curveball is thrown your way, the processing and the handling. And yet, as, as you say, you hint at this on your webpage. A spoiler alert, you know, 
tr- love prevails or true love pre- something along those lines yeah and, and we and we get um you know you you are on the other end of it you know this this incredible eight year multiple multiple year thing and now we get to appreciate it through the record very very challenging moments i am sure and now we're seeing it on stage it's 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 just incredible thanks in my head as you were speaking i I imagined that i was there with you muddling through those all the voices and all the the thoughts that would happen you know all at once sure it was tough yeah and i think you know and i think it's likened though to any any curveball that life throws us where we have to make a choice right either this is too much for us to handle whatever that curveball is or we're like, well, it might be, but I'm gonna try. So my story just happens to be this one little nugget of a thing that happened. But I think in, as humans and, as, as, and for those of us who are in relationships where we're also trying to like compromise and navigate that, it could be all sorts of things that come out of nowhere that kind of shake up our foundation. And we, we have choices to make. And then we all have our own internal process of how we kind of move through the change. And, and you know, more on a macro sense, this is where in my opinion, and I think in probably a number of people's opinion, where society, the world, humanity is going, and I'll back that up. This is a little bit of a strange reference, okay? There's a book, and it's called The Forever War, sci-fi, written maybe 30 years ago, 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's about time travel through military action and the fact that if you go out and you go near the speed of light and then you come home, you may have aged a year and 200 years have passed in on earth where the the point of the relative point and so this keeps happening to this man and woman and they keep going farther and farther into the future but they're only 25 years old 30 years old so it's you know sci-fi okay got it you know it's 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 out there but what what is the what does the author say over time heterosexual becomes odd and freakish and weird and bisexual becomes everyone everyone and they look at heterosexual as this really like what how crazy are you because this person was born a thousand years ago but they they're only 30 and it's all you know time but and for me that stuck because you look around and you look at the where the direction things are going and ah we've blips and we've ins and outs and ups and downs but we are all opening up as human beings and you're Believe it or not, I mean, you're a little bit on the leading edge in terms of storytelling. We don't have stories like yours all over the place, yours and Graham's. No, we don't. Well, when Graham came to this realization, I, it was long enough ago. I mean, as a partner, there weren't many places for me to go to find someone I knew who might be experiencing what I was experiencing. A lot has happened in the last, a lot has changed and evolved in the last seven or eight years. And a lot is also, there's a lot more room for growth. <laughs> We've got one more from your record. It's called The Rains. Tell us about this one. This song in the context of album and show would probably be kind of the, the climax. You know, for Graham and I, we've been together a long time. Graham's my person. We also have this shared musical journey, you know, 
And we'd spent a lot of time doing everything together for many years. And so for within this, the context of the story I'm telling in this album and show, Graham and I needed to learn how to individuate and how to compromise. And this song is the moment where I came to the realization that I really just needed to surrender and fully hand the reins to my partner and just trust. And, um, because we have this, you know, we have this, we've been together a long time. We had a child and this partnership. And so, you know, this is unique to our story and our experience, but Graham and Jen, we kind of moved through transition together. Graham transitioning, Jen transitioning, Graham and Jen transitioning. And we decided to move forward in that way, you know, and then it got to a point of like, you know what? No, you do you, you do you. Like I, you got to do you, you have to do you, you have to be you and, and then we'll keep moving forward. I'm handing Graham the reins. He came along one day and surprised me. I find they felt so alive Now I know the rules are changing Nothing ever stays the same And I know I keep spinning in circles Until you call my name
surprised me. This has been a really interesting show uh, and really great music. I'm really excited about this new record of yours. And um, you've got a bunch of people cheering for you now, hopefully buying your record um, and tracking your progress. And I cannot wait to get my copy of the vinyl. I'll tell you that. And hopefully see you in person, um, whether it's out your way or if you do a tour and this thing starts to do what you want it to do, this, this brand new collection. Yes, there are plans. There are plans to tour and come to the east and and the south and the in between places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in between? I didn't realize there was. Uh, I can say that I'm from Michigan. I'm allowed to say that everybody. <laughs> I'm quiet. Um, Jen, it's been really fun. Thanks for being on uh, Lester the Nightfly. It's been a true joy to listen and, and hear from you and and uh, and get to know you. Thank you, PJ. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a PJ DJ production.